Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 11th, 2020. Now, so let me pause real quick because it is September 11th. So before I get into the message, um, I just would like to uh, ask you if, the, if it's okay. Let's just have a moment of silence for those who lost their lives on September 11th, 2001. Our nation was changed forever on 9-11 and I don't want us to ever to forget it. I'm from New York and I know, you know, I was on Fort Hood that day. I think we can all remember where we were on September 11, 2001 and, and how we felt when we saw those planes go into those towers. So let's just have a moment of silence. All right, let me just say this. I, I ask you to continue to pray. For every soldier, sailor, airman, marine, civilian that's deployed in harm's way in defense of this great nation. Pray for them. Pray for a hedge of protection round about them and pray that they get home to their families. All right. All right. So now let's get into the message. All right. So it is uh, September 11th. Like I said, I've been teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. I've been studying the life of David. I trust that you've been enjoying it thus far. Uh, but yesterday I did something different. Instead of going to a, sp a particular passage, I just kind of talked about David's life in general, at least to this point in the story. And, and today I'm going to flow in the same vein. What I'm going to do, I don't know why the Lord led me to do it this way, but um, he told me to just take David's life to the point in this story and then take some of the major themes that I teach on that, that God has, has been teaching me you know, for 25 years now, things like purpose, vision, faith, grace, and timing. So there's five things I'll cover today, purpose, vision, faith, grace, and timing. And so these are major themes. So what happens when you read a book or when you watch a video like this, you get to benefit from, I've been walking with God for 25 years. And, and what I've learned in 25 years, a lot of it, I will pour out in the next 15 minutes. So I want you to open up your heart to receive. I'm gonna just cover these major themes within the context, within the lens of David's life. I'm calling this message, Understanding the Journey. As a believer, you're going to walk with God for the long haul, and you have to understand how it is. How do you live by faith? I mean, how does how does this thing really work? Let's talk about it. I'm telling you, you will not be disappointed. So, what does this mean for you today? I'm going to go through these five things, uh, and as I do, I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Number one is purpose. So, before before the foundations of the world, I'm, I'm sure you've heard me say this many times. God established your purpose from the foundations of the world, right? So. Your purpose is fixed and established. David's purpose to be king of Israel was established from the foundations of the world. Now, what's cool is that normally for you to be a king, at least in biblical times, you had to be born a prince. But David was the eighth son of Jesse. Jesse was no king. He was a commoner. So David was actually raised as a shepherd. And that's like a strange start for someone who's destined to be a king. But God routinely uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And so God will, will elevate and promote the unexpected. 
Why? Because when he does it, he's able to get the glory. Now, from a perspective of purpose, I'm sure that David knew that he was different. Because when you have, it's kind of like Moses. Remember when Moses, he, he looked like an Egyptian, he walked like an Egyptian, he talked like an Egyptian, but he knew on the inside that he was not an Egyptian, right? He was, there was something pulling him. Your purpose will pull you into your future. And so there was something pulling him towards the Israelites. And so growing up, I knew that, I, I know, I just believe, I'm going to ask David when I get to heaven, but I know that when he was out there tending to his father's sheep, that he knew on the inside that he was different. He was doing things that shepherds don't normally do. He was out there by himself. A lion came, he killed the lion with his bare hands. A bear came, he killed the bear with his bare hands. He was out there shepherding his father's sheep and he didn't know it, but God was preparing him. The good shepherd was preparing him to shepherd people someday. So give me some application for this. So here's some application for you as it relates to what I just said around purpose. So your purpose was fixed and established before you were born. Your goal is to find it, follow it, and finish it before you die. Now, purpose cannot be decided by you because purpose was decided by God before the world began, right? So if God already established your purpose, you can't decide it. What you do is discover it. So your purpose must be discovered. Now, once you discover your purpose, you get to live your life with a level of clarity that you did not have before the discovery. Things, all of a sudden, when God reveals things to you about your purpose, now things begin to make sense. You understand why all your life you've had these certain tendencies, right? It's like you were pre-wired for your purpose. You know why? Because you were. You were pre-wired for certain things. You are predisposed to certain things, and, and you feel this way because God sent you to, God is, is a completely purposeful God. God sent you to this planet when he did and where he did because of why he did. Say amen to that, all right? Number two, vision. Once your purpose is known, then purpose opens the door to vision. So what is vision? Vision is sight, birth from insight. It comes from within, not, not with these eyes. It is sight, birth from insight with the benefit of hindsight. I'll explain. God gives you vision so that you're able to see far beyond where your eyes can look. Um, David saw himself cutting the giant's head off, even though he didn't have a sword. He saw it. He had vision. He walked out there. He saw himself killing Goliath. The father gave him vision to maximize the moment that he was in, and he was able to see himself killing the giant. Now, God didn't give him vision of him sitting on the throne. Why? Because number one, it wasn't the right time. And number two, David wasn't ready for it. So what does this tell us about vision? Vision is incremental and it's also progressive. It's incremental because God gives you vision in increments. He's not going to give you everything. God won't give you all the answers. Not going to happen. There's a certain level of mystery involved with walking with God. So God's vision is incremental and it's also progressive. God will give you enough vision to maximize the season that you're in right now. Now, as far as the next season, he may give you little glimpses of what's down the road or what's around the corner, but he won't give you clarity because if he made everything clear to you, you wouldn't require faith. See, God gives you divine vision, enough vision to maximize the season you are in. And the goal is to leverage that vision, leverage the wisdom and the insight that God has given you so that you can make the most of your today as you prepare for your tomorrow. See, vision 
is incremental, but I said is also progressive. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean that the more you walk with God, the more he can give you, meaning that if before he would only give you these little increments. Now, let's say 10 years ago, you couldn't handle enough vision, right? You just couldn't handle it. If God revealed it to you, it would destroy you. <laughs> God, if God told you everything that's going to happen, you would probably run the other way. So now that you walk with God, the more you walk with God, the more you're able to handle. So before he used to only give you these little increments. Now he's able to maybe to, to trust you with a little bit larger. So vision is incremental and is also progressive. So God gives you incremental and progressive vision. And this vision equips you to live your life on purpose and with clarity. And then now you know that you're living out a journey and, and, and it's going to take time at every level and every stage and every time and every season is taking you incrementally closer to God's overall expected end for your life. God has given you vision. Why? Because he's letting you in on what he planned for you and what he prepared for you. Say amen to that. All right. Number three, faith. So once David had the divine vision, he could see himself killing the giant. Then he had to have the faith to go do it, right? I mean, so that seeing it is one thing. A lot of people see it and they, they talk about it and they write it down and they put it on Facebook, but they don't have the faith to go do it. So, so seeing it is one thing. Then you have to go do it. David had to have the faith to go stand before the king and say, I want to fight. I want to fight the giant. Then when the king gave him the armor, he had the faith to say, listen, sir, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or anything like that but I don't know how to fight with this stuff. I ain't trying to, no, no, no. This is your thing. I don't have the grace for that. I'm going to go fight. What are you going to go fight with? How are you going to get dressed? Like I'm dressed right now. He had to have the faith to go step into the Valley of Elah with nothing but a slingshot, a stone, and a stick. You know what I'm saying? So he had the faith to go do it. He operated in faith and he tapped into the grace of God. I'm going to talk about grace in a minute, but let's talk about faith. So faith is about you agreeing with heaven. Faith is about when God reveals something to you, that hasn't happened yet. And, and it is, he's revealing to you what was prepared for you, but concealed from you. And so now he revealed it to you. It was prepared for you. It was concealed from you. But now you see it. You got to have the faith to go do it. You got to have the faith to make an alignment with your divine assignment. Most of the time when God reveals something to you, it's something that you can't do. Right. And so, or something that will go against conventional wisdom and common sense and reason and logic and all of that. So now if you don't have reason and logic to support you and you don't have any sense realm evidence to support it, it requires faith. Faith to go out there and do it at the risk of looking foolish. See, sometimes, matter of fact, not only are there times where you don't have any sense realm evidence to support what God is saying, you may have a bunch of sense realm evidence that actually tells you that is not going to happen. Right. So you don't have any evidence in this world, something you can see, touch, no email, no documentation, no phone calls, nothing. You don't have nothing to support what God is saying is going to happen. But you have a bunch of stuff that is actually saying that is not going to happen. A doctor's report, a financial statement, whatever. So you have you have evidence that's telling you not going to happen. And you have God saying it's already done. Now, you have to have the audacity to step out there and attempt the seemingly impossible right? Why? Because you're peering into the invisible and that is the life of faith. David saw it and then he went and he did it. Will you do the same? Number four, grace. I'm giving you a lot today, but I'm telling you, this is like, you know, they're all lining up grace. So to be clear, to be clear, David did not kill the giant by himself. I just want you to know that God's grace was on him. See, God's, 
God's matter of fact, he didn't even, without the grace of God, he would not, not have even been given the opportunity. Remember, David was out there in the fields minding his own business when by the grace of God, one of his brothers came and said, hey, there's this prophet in the house. Boom, he gets anointed to be the next king of Israel. His life was interrupted. Then he was out there tending sheep again. Somebody comes, excuse me, David, you need to go play harp for the king. Then another time, his father's like, go take this lunch to your brothers. And then boom, the Holy Spirit is like, go fight. So, so the grace of God will position you. It's nothing. David didn't ask for this. This isn't something David came up with. This isn't something that David wanted. This is all God's grace, unmerited, undeserved. It is the grace of God. See, knowing your purpose is essential. Receiving the vision to walk it out, that's awesome. Having faith to attempt it is required, but without the grace of God, you can never do it. Like you, you have to have the faith to go do it, but then you know that God's grace is on you. You have to know that it's the grace of God. So let me, there's two aspects of God's grace. Let me explain. One aspect of God's grace is unmerited favor. This is where God gives you what you do not deserve, right? So this is unmerited, it's undeserved. Uh, uh, that's cool. And, 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 and we embrace that. Another aspect of God's grace is divine empowerment. So divine empowerment is when God enables you to do what you could not do without God, without him. And so I like both aspects of God's grace. In one sense, God will open the door to something that you did not earn. And then in another sense, because he called me to do it, because he expects me to do it, he reminds me that he already equipped me to do it because God will never expect me to do something that he has not equipped me to do. So, so now I have to go out there by faith and my faith taps into God's grace. So grace is his part. Faith is my part. And by faith, I tap into God's grace. And I know that I'm not doing it by my power, my ability, my strength. It is the grace of God. So without God, we cannot. Without us, he will not. So what God is looking for is he's looking for people that are crazy enough to believe him, that believe everything that he reveals, and then crazy enough to go do it, like to attempt to do in the earth at the risk of looking foolish. You got it? All right, number five and finally, I've already said a lot, probably too much for you to handle in one day. So let me just say this about God's timing. I'm going to make this point short because I've already given you a lot. So you may understand your purpose, and I covered that, and you, got, you know that your purpose was fixed and established before the world began. You may have divine vision from God, and you're getting vision, and you're writing it down, and all of that stuff is great. You may have the faith to tap into God's grace, and I, I'm a believer, and I, and I walk by faith and not by fear, and all of that. That's good. But you have to know that nothing is going to happen before it's time. So, I mean, so just very clearly, you got to discern the timing component. The promises of God have a timing component. And while everything in your, happen, in your life, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, everything in your life is going to happen at just the right time, is also not going to happen before it's time. So all of that that I covered today was great. Last point, it's only going to happen in the fullness of God's timing. But rest assured, greater is coming for you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Um, this is one of those messages where, yes, you should probably watch this again. You need to get this down in your spirit because I, I, I shared a lot today. Uh, but I want you to repeat after me, and I want you to speak words of faith from a believing heart. You ready? Say this. Say, Father, you established my purpose before I was born. 
And I will complete my divine assignment before I die. Knowing my purpose gives birth to vision. You incrementally and progressively give me the vision that I need in order to become the person I was born to be. I don't loosely stumble my way through life. I am able to see what you want me to do in each season and I am therefore able to maximize the season I am in and get prepared for the next. I have the faith to step out into everything you reveal even when it flies in the face of reason, logic, and common sense. I don't live by what I see with my natural eyes. I live by faith, by what I see in the spirit. I step out in faith with the clarity of vision, pursuing my purpose and discerning your timing, knowing that your grace is on me to succeed. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you don't have my notes and I'm offering you my notes for free, why not? Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address, and you'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I covered a lot today. I took basically things that it's taken me 25 years to learn, and I distilled it down into 15, 20 minutes. I released it to you. I pray that you receive it, that you meditate on it, medicate on it, apply these things to your life, become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. Go into this Friday and into this weekend knowing that you are called for such a time as this. If this message has been a blessing to you, then do two things for me. One, leave me some comments in the chat. I read all the comments. And two, share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I will see you on Monday. God bless you.